Welcome to the Psych 101 Podcast. I'm Luke D. Maxwell, and today we are going to be diving deep into something that we all know and hate, stress. Nobody likes it. We all hate it. We don't want it in our lives. But the problem is we don't do a whole lot to alleviate it. And stress is a lot more dangerous than we might think. There are many problems with stress and it's not all just in your head. It affects your biology as well. So here's the thing. What is stress? Stress is being worried or anxious about things that will happen or that you have to do. So things that you don't want to happen, things that you don't want to do. But the thing is, there's also something called eustress, and that's where you're stressed out about things that are good. Like you're going to the prom and you're happy about it, but you're really worried about how you look, right? You know, something good, something good is going to happen, but you're still, you know, you want, you're worried. We're worried about it, but in a healthy way. We're not here to talk about that. That's fine. You don't do that unless it turns into something that's really unhealthy and then don't do that. But with stress, here's the thing is that, yes, a large part of it is in your mind, in your head, as people like to say, it's all in your head, but it's not all in your head. It affects your biology. And here's where it gets much more dangerous is that in your head, yes, it can lead to anxiety. It can lead to depression, other mental illnesses and just general symptoms but in your body, it can lead to other destructive physical symptoms. Here's the thing. Think about thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago when the only the only stress in your life was whether something was about to eat you. That was it. There was, there was nothing else to be stressed about. I mean, you didn't really, you didn't have jobs. I mean, you had families, but I mean, it wasn't nearly the same as it was today. The only kind of stress, right, is something's going to eat you, then you're going to want to, what, run away from that or fight it, right? Fight or flight. Those are the only two options that you have in order to survive. So in order to help you survive, we develop stress, which tells us we need to survive in this moment, otherwise we're going to die. And then that releases fats and sugars into your bloodstream to give you more energy to fight or flight. But you might see where I'm going with this is that, yes, that was helpful back then. But what about today when the stresses that we are experiencing are not big bears that are about to eat us, but bosses that might fire us or arguments with our partners or maybe driving in traffic? Those are stresses today. And you'll see the difference is that we're not physically fighting these. We're sitting in a desk or we're sitting in a chair and therefore those fats and those sugars build up. And you know what that leads to? Heart disease, heart attacks. It leads to bad things with your health. And that's why people often say exercise when you're feeling stressed. One, to relieve the mental symptoms, but also to relieve the physical ones as well. Nobody likes stress, but we want to identify certain stressors in your life. Stressor is just a thing that causes you stress. So what are some of the main things that cause you stress? Because we can recognize it and then we can overcome those. 
some of the main stressors in people's life is work. Unfortunately, a huge percentage of people don't like where they work. Now that could be because they're working their way through college, or it could be because they're stuck in a job that they need to survive, but they don't like it. That's a huge stressor. That's a terrible stressor. What's something we can do about that, though? We're not here just to complain. We're here to do. That's what I'm all about. And when we come to work, there's a couple things. If you're working your way through college, yeah, I mean, you're working your way through college. It's a temporary state. Don't let that turn into a permanent state. And the first thing I would do was to keep in mind, okay, this is a temporary state. This isn't going to last for much longer because I'm graduating here. Okay. And then say, okay, but how am I going to get a good job when I graduate? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to learn these skills. I am going to have this on my resume as something I've done. All right. I'll get involved with charity. I will, I will boost up my LinkedIn profile, learn how to do that. There's a lot of things that you can do during that time to occupy yourself. It's kind of take you out of there and out, out of that bad situation. And, and, and looking towards the future, because in that kind of situation, you should be focused on the future, not the present, because there's not a whole lot you can do other than maybe look for a job in a place that you might like better. But as a college student, as you're working through, you know, what the chances of that are much smaller than if you were actually in the workforce. And that brings us to that. If you are in the workforce and you are at a job that you hate. You might be asking, who is this kid telling me? And trust me, I have worked many a jobs at places that, you know, I thought I'd like, and I thought, and I took the job because I needed the money, and I thought I'd like it, and I thought it would go good, but it went south fast. Now, I was great in my position because I was able to just leave because I had other streams of revenue. And that's the first thing that I would recommend is saying, okay, side hustles are not for everybody. Side jobs are not for everybody. But do you think you could do something? Do you think you could flip things on eBay? Do you think you could start a blog and then monetize it? Do you think you start a podcast and monetize it? Do you think you could start consulting with people, sharing the expertise that you have? Because you have some kind of expertise. You have something. I mean, you got a job. You have to have some kind of expertise. And so if you have a job and you have some kind of expertise, how can you leverage that? How can you use that? How can you use your passions and your skills and your experience to provide something of value that people would pay for? And then how, where could that lead to? And it's all about trying new things. When you're in this position, usually you have a family, you're at this job, and you cannot leave because you have family to support which is great. You're supporting your family. But the thing is, you shouldn't sacrifice your own physical and mental health because you think you're stuck. You're never stuck. There's always options out there. Yes. Will it be hard? Will it be difficult? Of course it will be. Of course, it's not going to be easy. It's easy to sit at a job and complain about it. It's not easy to do something about it. Tough love. I know, but it's the truth. And then, so other stressors in your life is partners, uh, married, whether you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, um, family, that's a huge, that can be a huge stressor. And it doesn't mean that you don't like them. It doesn't mean that you're a terrible person, you're a terrible husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend. It means that you're a person and that you have problems just like everybody else. The other person has problems and those problems are clashing right now. 
That's okay. Let's work on it. First thing to do is you're going to need a really good therapist. You're going to talk about it. And there are, and there are special therapists that deal with couples and that can do a lot of good for you. It requires you to communicate. It requires you to take the step and say, I think this could be helpful to us. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I firmly believe that every single person, and especially every single couple, could benefit from a whole lot of therapy because we all have problems. And when we all have problems, when if let's say if we have a hard time exercising, going to an exercising coach is totally normal. Getting, getting some kind of coach is totally normal. But for some reason, when we're trying our hand at marriage, there's many, for many people, it's the first time ever doing it. You're, you're the first time you're ever doing something, expect your, you to know everything about it and do it perfectly without any help. What other, there's no other thing in our lives that we do that for. And yet you think you're going to do it for marriage? No, no way. You need some help. You, and you need some, and you need some help with each other as well. I know it's, it's, I know it's so cliche. I know it's so cliche, but communication is literally a lot. Um, there is a flowchart out there that you can find, you can look at because this is audio, and it demonstrates the how relationships go wrong, and it all starts with one word. See if you can guess it. Insecurity. Because insecurity about something, anything, one person's insecure, which leads to anger, frustration, fear, which is maybe small, maybe in a small way, but then the other person becomes maybe a little bit insecure if the problem isn't abated, if it's not communicated about, and then all of a sudden the other person becomes more insecure, and then the other person, you see, and then it manifests, see that here's the problem about insecurity, is it manifests in different symptoms, it'll manifest in fear, or anger, or violence, or drinking, or drugs, it'll manifest in that, but I think that's not the real problem, the real problem is the insecurity, so if you deal with that insecurity, really getting through the problem, why are you acting like this? And that's what a therapist will literally do. And then getting to the root of the problem and then solving that. And that can eliminate a lot of stress in your life. If you're living with somebody and you're not getting along, that's a cause of a lot of stress. I mean, duh, right? Nobody wants that. Uh, another source of stress is school, especially when you're in high school and you don't have a choice. You have to be there. And really, I mean, in college too, there's less and less of a choice lately on, on really whether to go to college or not. But especially in high school, one thing, you can't, you can't get out of it. So here's, here's the thing. We're not going to complain about this and say, oh, I wish I didn't have to be here. Well, you have to. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it unless you found a charter school that really worked for you and that adapted to you and whatever your personality situation is. Unless you find that, you're stuck. So we accept it. Okay, we're stuck in this. How do we make the most out of it? Maybe if we're having a problem with keeping up in homework, maybe we need a system of doing homework. Maybe I need to schedule in. And I, I mean, I know this sounds like for high, for high school students, like, Oh, I'm not going to do this. Do it. Schedule in. Okay, I'm going to do my math homework at this time during this period. I'm going to do it. So maybe after school, 
you get out of school, maybe from five to six, you do your math homework. And maybe from six to seven, you're doing chemistry. And and I do realize that that is a very simplistic way of putting it because lots of you have much more homework than an hour could fill, which is sad to me. And But that's a way to put off procrastination because all of a sudden, like for studying tests, same thing, right? This is my study time. I schedule it in. Nothing is going to get in the way of it. And if something has to get in the way of it, I'm going to move it to a time that I can do it. I'm going to do it then instead. I'm not going to completely just skip over it. That's the most important part of actually creating a system for doing your homework. And then that can really help eliminate the stress associated with that. And I know there's also stress amongst just people with friends, especially when you're in high school, when you're dealing with, you know, you're in a close confined space. None of you can be, none of you really want to be there and, but you have to be kind of sucks. And then that can lead to, of course, bullying, um, clicks, all of that stuff, all, all of that, and the similar things to that, right? That can be a, a stressor as well, and a really bad one as well. Here's the thing. I want you to, if you, especially if you're new, if you don't really have any friends there, join a club, you do realize that most schools have tons of clubs, and I can I can I can almost guarantee you almost because I don't know your school, but almost guarantee you, you can find something you're interested in, whether it's a sport, or it's chess team, or which is chess is pretty cool. I mean I like chess; it's pretty fun, right? Something there's something out there that you can join. You can get to meet people, and here's the thing with all of this that I've laid out, you've noticed that there's one recurring theme. Don't just complain about the stress in your life. Do something about it. Nothing is going to go away on its own. You have to choose to do something about it to make it go away, to alleviate that stress. You don't want it. I don't want it. Nobody wants it. But it's time we actually did something about it. Finally, one cure-all for stress. And you might already know about it. You might know what I'm about to say, but I have prefaced it before, but it is exercise. Exercise is the, one of the best ways in the simplest way, definitely the simplest way to start alleviating stress. Because like I said, physically, it helps you stay healthier with, you know, the, all the fats and sugars going through your bloodstreams, clogging up your arteries, not good, right? Exercise can help with that, burn off those but it also helps with your mind. Whether to clear your mind by focusing on something, even if it's the pain of running up a hill, focusing on that, focusing on just exercising, getting out. Because when you're exercising, you can't do anything else. Like unless you set up one of those really cool treadmill desks, you you can't you can't do anything else except maybe watch a video or watch YouTube. So you're literally stuck there but you're stuck in a way that you let your mind free. And that's the thing with exercise is that it can almost be a meditation. A meditation, because meditation, all it is, is clearing your mind, or not even clearing your mind, letting your mind be free. Whether it's by clearing it and letting it roam or by just letting it roam, that's an opportunity for you through exercise. So none of this was easy. And I'll never promise anything easy, but these are solid, actionable ways that you can relieve stress in your life. I'd love to hear from you, which stressor do you most identify with? 
And do are you up to the challenge? Are you up to this challenge to do one thing? One thing. And I recommend exercise because it's an easy thing. One thing to start alleviating the stresses in your life. Are you up to it? If you are, let me know. Reach me out to me on social media. You can't be erased. Or email me. Luke at you can't be erased. Com. You can find show notes and more information on this pod on this for on this podcast page at you can't be erased.com slash podcast. I look forward to seeing you here again on the Psych 101 podcast.